we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Flip Side Podcast. We are back for our second week of picks, uh, week three of the NFL season. Last week was pretty successful, I would say. Uh, I went two and one. Tyler went three and zero. Oh. Uh, would have been an undefeated week had it not been for a little bit of Fitz, ma- Fitz magic on a garbage backdoor cover. Um, so, Tyler, how you feeling after that first week of picks? Cocky. Yeah, feeling cocky. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what this week brings. Uh, we locked in uh, our, our both of our locks last week hit within the first, um, I'd, I'd say, ten minutes as we predicted. San Francisco covering over the Jets, and um, we'll let we'll let the champion go first. If you want to give us your third pick for this week, all right, third pick. I got Pittsburgh minus four hosting Houston. Um, I know the schedule's been very kind to Pittsburgh in the early going, uh, playing the Giants in Denver. And obviously, you know, you saw what happened to Drew Locke in the first little bit of that game. At least my fantasy team did um, Uh. with that injury. Uh, And then it hasn't been so kind to Houston, who had to play the defending champs and the defending MVP. So, you know, they had Kansas City and Baltimore. Um, I'm still taking Pittsburgh because this is going to be Big Ben's first game back at Heinz Field, and I know there's not going to be any fans, but that grass, you know, it sucks. It's terrible. You have to be used to playing on it to play on it. Um, And for a dome team like Houston, uh, I don't think that's a good matchup. I went against Houston last week. I'm doing it again this week. Offensive line still sucks. Pittsburgh's got the best defense in the league to this point. Now, part of that is because of their schedule. But if you look at what they did last year, last year their front seven was pretty good. And then they traded that first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, who immediately cashed in, made it all worthwhile for Pittsburgh. It felt like he was getting two turnovers a game. He hasn't really done much this year. The secondary for Pittsburgh hasn't really done much this year. You know, they have two interceptions on the defensive line, though. Uh, I expect them to start doing a little bit more. Um, but that front seven still going to be able to get that pressure um, on uh, Deshaun Watson. Love T.J. Watt. Love Bud Dupree on the outside. I think, I think it's just a terrible matchup for Houston. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's that much better than them overall because I think Deshaun Watson is such a difference maker and I think both defenses are good but I just think it's a bad looking matchup for Houston so I'm going with uh, Derek and TJ over JJ yeah the I, I mean I mean Pittsburgh is I, I, I looked at this one pretty hard too because uh, four points didn't seem like enough I mean I know I know that a lot of that has to do with Deshaun Watson being Deshaun Watson, but 
the Pittsburgh Steelers last year were eight and eight and their offense was terrible. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that their defense might've been the best in the league last year. And it looks like it's going to be, it's, it's the best in the league again this year. So my third pick, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I hate doing it. It's a big number, but the more, Ad, the more Adam Gase talks, <laughs> the more I feel like Indy's going to cover this massive 11 and a half point spread at home. Adam Gase this week when asked about, Injuries now. Jameson Crowder's out. A couple off- more offensive linemen are out. Uh, obviously, we know Jamal Adams is gone. Um, Indy Indy dropped the ball against Jacksonville early, but they looked they looked pretty good against a good Vikings defense offense last week. Um, Adam Gase was asked about the injuries and said, "At this point, anybody that has a pulse should be ready to play." So I am taking the Indy. Yeah. It- yeah, I'm I'm going with the Colts in the eleven and a half, and I hate eleven and a half, but I think they're going to win by three touchdowns. Look, I don't like that eleven and a half, and I I looked at it kind of heavy, but then I remembered who was that quarterback for Indianapolis. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! And Philip fell out of this. Philip Rivers is pumping out turnovers like he pumps out kids, and you know it just takes one turnover to swing the game from a. 14-point game or a 13-point game to an 11-point or a 10-point game. So I stayed away from it just because of uh, River's tendency to turn the ball over. I think Indianapolis, uh, you know, above and beyond, without question, the better team. But Phillip Rivers, um, the way he's handled the ball as of late, it it does kind of scare me. I, I don't care who he's going against in that regard. But even if it's a junior college, <laughs> if it's a junior college, I might take the Colts in eleven and a half. Yeah, but... <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> they're bad. The Jets yeah. are bad. They're absolutely terrible, and you're absolutely right. And I honestly thought about slotting the Jets into at least my third slaughter for these. Uh, picks throughout the entire season just because they suck that bad. Um, little sneak peek, uh, at least when it opened up the other day when I last checked, Denver's only favorite against Jets. It's pretty much a pick so I'm intrigued by that already. So, look and We will week. definitely talk about those Denver Broncos here in just a second, but why don't you go ahead with your second pick? <laughs> All right, second pick. I'm taking Arizona minus five and a half again. Come on, man. I'm, look, I'm well aware Kenny Galladay is coming back for Detroit. I'm also well aware Kyler Murray is falling out this year. DeAndre Hopkins helps with that. Losing the players that the Lions have lost due to injury, including Desmond Trufant, who is doubtful. He's been injured his whole career. Exactly. But yeah. that just but when he is in, he's talented. There's no denying that. And so missing that and having a rookie Jeff Okuda who got roasted last week coming in and playing. Uh look, that's just terrible. And it, it doesn't matter who Okuda is guarding. It could be Hopkins. I doubt that's going to be the case. I don't think they're going to throw him to the Wolves like that. Uh, could be later. They might have to because they don't have anybody else to throw to the Wolves. 
through. That's true. But, you know, you put him against Larry Fitzgerald. That's not a good matchup just because Larry Fitzgerald's got 100 years of experience and has been playing in the NFL since Okuda's been born. And Kirk, he's due to break out and have a big game because um, he does it like every three or four games. And, well, guess what? It's week three, and we're still kind of waiting on that. But you look at it, Arizona seventh in defense, uh, second in points per game defensively. So I'm pretty much with Galladay coming back. I think the Lions' offense is a lot more explosive. So I'm just going. Who has a defense? It's not Detroit, and that's why I think that that uh, number is safe. If you look at it, uh, Kyler Murray found himself in a hole last year against the Lions in the opener. It was his first game. Was buried deep. Once he uh, got into a little bit of rhythm, he came back and tied it. And well, a lot of that has to do with Detroit, which, which let's be fair, that that play calling is back this year, so it could happen again. Exactly, and that, that's why I'm going with Arizona. I just think Arizona's defense is good enough to separate uh, two potent offense uh, the way Arizona and Detroit are lined up. All right, and I'm taking, for my second pick, I'm taking another ugly number on the road, but I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go into the Mile High Stadium and get it done, covering the minus six. Uh, Denver's Denver's injuries are are a little understated because everybody's talking about all the other injuries and especially to the San Francisco 49ers, but Drew Locke is out. Cortland Sutton is out. All Denver can do is run the ball. They've got pieces on defense. And Philip Lindsay's out. <laughs> Speaking of running and ball. And Lindsay's out. And they got, I mean, they got Melvin Gordon, and that's really all they're going to be able to do. But and he only averages uh, about three and a half yards to care. Right. He's, he, he's Tampa, more of a name at this point. Yeah, Tampa can stop the run as good as anybody. And if that's all Denver can do. I look for this game to get out of control, out of hand quickly. And uh, I like Tom to go on the road and get it done against a very, very beat-up Denver Bronco team. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, playing in Mile High Stadium is going to help the air pressure in that ball for Tom, too. So I think that, uh, you know, yeah, all the cards are pointing to Tampa. Yeah, the, the the Broncos look, I mean, I'm picking, it, I'm picking against a team that's mighty injured, which is uh, not what I'm going to do for the lock. But the... The, I just I think Tampa's just a better team than them when they're fully healthy, and I think that the loss of some major major pieces for Denver really really swings that um, that uh, advantage in the way of the Buccaneers, who are going to go after the throat of Denver early, and Denver does not have the weapons to come back. No, not not at all. Uh, you know, Jeff Driscoll's a solid backup, but he's for a month at least, and so. Yeah, I, I I like Tampa in this one. I don't know if I like that spread. That's kind of why I stayed away from it. Um, I felt, you know, sometimes you have these injuries and you do have a player step up. Uh, we've seen it a lot with the running back position over the last five years. You know, running back gets a little dinged up and you're like, oh, shoot, they can't run the ball anymore. Um, let's say uh, – well, Jordan Howard's an example of that when he was in Chicago. And, you know, he got banged up and then, hey, David Montgomery's right here. And before that, it, I mean, 
it's just been the running back position is very replaceable. Guys have that ability to step up. I don't know if Jeff Driscoll's going to be able to step in and fill that role and make that place, make those plays, especially with Sutton out. It does help that uh, they did draft Jerry Judy, but I mean, the ball has to hit him in the hands first. Yeah, and he's not Cortland Sutton, not yet anyway. No, I I feel like his ceiling's a little higher, but I think yeah. that uh, yeah, I think he's also going to take longer to progress than what Sutton did over his rookie season. Yep, yep. All right, so we are back in familiar territory. Uh, who's your lock of the week? My lock of the week's lock of the week from last week. Uh, your lock of the week from last week, and if I'm not mistaken, your lock of the week this week, I'm taking 49ers. I'm taking the, like the 20, 29ers right now, but yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I was trying to work on something right there, and the, that was yeah. a lot better than what I could have came up with. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking San Francisco. Um, playing the Giants. Um, obviously, we know uh, – what the situation is regarding the Niners and the turf out in uh, New York. But yeah, we, I mean, we, every, everyone understands that that got approved. I think the Niners are still going to be a little sketchy around it. So they might be slow to start, but the giant is, you know, everyone talks about all the Niners injuries, no Debo, no Jimmy, no Mostert, no Coleman to back up Mostert, no Bo no Kittle. And so, but the thing is, is the Giants have no Shepard and no Barkley. And I think that's going to hurt them. Uh, their offensive line isn't really that great. I mean, God, you can go back to the Pittsburgh game against the Giants. Ben Roethlisberger outrushed Saquon Barkley. Part of that may have to do with defense. But Ben Roethlisberger shouldn't have more rushing yards than me to the bathroom during a commercial break. And <laughs> I think that uh, that's something that does not bode well. Um Mullins is going to be playing for San Francisco. I don't think that that's big of a deal. As big of a deal, you know, I just talked about. I was just talking backup quarterbacks when we talked about Denver, but they run the ball anyway. So who gives a crap? Jarek McKinnon yeah. is still a good running back, even though he's only touched the ball three times over the last two years. I think he's still solid enough. Uh, that boy's fast. Yeah, and you know, you know what fast people do in the Niners' offense? Take a look at Raheem Mostert over the last over the first two yeah. weeks before he got hurt. They, they tear their ACLs. What they do. <laughs> yeah, they also have over 150 yards and two touchdowns on two on just plays. <laughs> and so I think that uh, McKinnon's going to be able to light it up in there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, he's a rookie. He got his feet wet last week after uh, being hurt in week one. Um, I think he's going to feel a little more confident as far as uh, the receiving core for the Niners go. Uh, still got a great front seven, and I think it uh, helps that San Francisco uh, created their own little bubble situation and stayed out, uh, make the travel a little bit easier. Didn't have to go all the way back to the West Coast and then fly all the way back out to play another team in the same stadium. So, Look, I, I like the Niners. Yeah, I like them too. That's why I'm locking them up again. Uh, it looks like this line moved to minus three and a half. It was at minus four, but three and a half doesn't really make that much of a difference. 
Gives um, me a little more reason to pick him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the difference, the, the field goal, a field goal under under three gets a little little different. But um, like we said, I mean, this this team, it's it's about coaching. And I think I think the Giants are really, really bad, especially I, I think they're really bad with Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley. And I think that they're I, th- I think San Francisco could have their entire starting unit injured and still probably cover this. Um, George Kittle's out. It sounds it sounds precautionary, like they didn't want to put Kittle back out on this turf. But the fact that the fact that Jordan Reed wasn't one of the guys that got hurt it blows my mind. Yeah, I mean he he went nuts last game, and I the the Giants cannot cover tight ends. I look for him to do it again. Um, without Bosa, this this team is still. I mean, without Bosa, without Sherman, they're still they still have a better defense than the Giants. Uh, they have a better offense than the Giants. They're they're a better team. They're better coached. I think we don't really know what Joe Judge is yet, but I know what Kyle Shanahan is. I know what Robert Sala is, and I know that the San Francisco 49ers might be the best coached team in the NFL. The punks they don't get so, up by twenty five points. Right, leave Jimmy. Out of this. <laughs> oh, he he missed one throw, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got. Uh, Got three picks for you again. Locking up the Niners, both of us again. I'm sure that trend will end very soon. But as long as they hang out in MetLife Stadium, we're going to lock them up. So um, that does it for our picks this week. Got a couple of big games that we didn't pick. Uh, Looking forward to those in the later part part of Sunday's and into Monday's slate. Um, You've got you got a bunch of quarterbacks with MVP caliber seasons under their belt. You got uh, late kick, Seattle, Dallas, and then you've got Sunday night, um, the old men minus Brady and Rogers and Breeze. And then Monday night, you've got the last two reigning MVPs facing off in Baltimore and Kansas City. So it should be a good week of. Uh, big boy football, as I like to say. So, um, tune into the Trouble with the Snap podcast for all your Big Ten football, which is coming up very, very soon. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Michigan State, good year, right? I think they'll be better than people think. They're still not going to be great, though. They're still not going to be, they're still not going to, they'll, they can be decent. They won't be good. <laughs> yeah. They'll be better than Rutgers. God, um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers. I, I wish they would do like the other – like soccer does, and just relegate teams after they <laughs> suck. Like Rutgers should go to the MAC. Yeah. And then bring up bring up Western or whoever. <laughs> well, they better hurry up Northern and pull Western North. up because Western's like one sport away going back to D2 because of this COVID thing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But – Yep, tune in for uh, to uh, Trouble with the Snap. This has been Tyler Hayward. Hopefully I beat him this week. But uh, enjoy football, people. Thanks.